Hey, hey, guys, it's the disclaimer. You know what? Everything you're about to hear, well, it's just our opinion. Yeah, it's not for everybody, and not everybody lives our life. This is true, and everything you are about to hear is extremely explicit. So, if you're under the age of 18, please uh, tell your parents you've made some really poor choices and uh, go find another podcast to listen to. That being said, if you don't like it, fuck off. Go fuck off. This is going to be a serious episode. Drop it down low like the rooster Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rigid Roosters Podcast. My name is Cody. My name is Chris, and, you know, if you guys can't buy tell by the, uh, the sound of the mood in the room, this is going to be a serious episode. Very serious. Uh, we, you know, we take <clears throat> some things serious, and we take some things very not so serious in life, and this is going to be one of those episodes that gets taken seriously as always. We're going to talk about some mental health things, uh, you know, personal or just things we've heard, uh, stuff like that, you know, and just talk about where your head should be, where your head is, where mm-hmm. our head is, you know, stuff like that. Just ways to cope, uh, ways to, to work things through, and uh the best way to do things sometimes so Cody what you got today well I want to start you know you and I are such good friends and every few days we send each other uh hey bud you all right at every few days without fail yeah. uh, or how you know how's your head doing where, where are you at how's how are things going um first off find you somebody that will do that find somebody that you can share that with it's incredibly incredibly important um, you know, we say a lot on here that you have to talk to people and, uh, talking about problems that may just be affecting you or things that you need cleared up, things like that. It's really, really important for your peace of mind and your mental health. So find you somebody that you can talk to and that will check in on you, that will do a, a, a headspace check, a mental health check on you. Um, that being said, you know, me right now, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, we're recording this right before I leave for Utah, and uh, I'm not really looking forward to it. Um, it's, I'm going to be gone for 20 days, uh, actually 22 days, um, with driving and everything like that. Uh, you know, I'm not looking forward to being away from the kids, being away from Heather, and being away from you for that long. But uh, you know, I got to do it. I got to find some silver linings. So I'm doing okay. Um, just kind of processing that and getting ready for it, if you will. Kind of trying to switch gears. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, until I get that, you know, and as always, you know, you just got to remember, you know, it's just, it's like, like we talked about, you know, it's good with the bad, uh, go away a little extra time, but you've had a ton of home time recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to do a lot more hanging out. Uh, so I mean, it, it's all about positives and stuff like that. And just remembering what is and not what should have been. You know, it's just yeah. the, the, that dirty, dirty R word, regret. I mean, you can't regret what's happened because it's happened. Yeah. You know, you, you have to remember that just because something didn't go the way that you wanted it to when you did it the first time does not make it the end of the world. Right. And, uh, uh, yeah. you know, I'm looking at silver linings. I'm about to go up there and make money hand over fucking fist. Uh, get it while the getting's good, you know. Um I'm getting to see a part of the country that I've never been to before. 
Uh, I have never been uh, west of the Rocky Mountains and north of Nevada. Uh, yeah. You know, I like, uh, I've been to Nevada. That's as far west as I've ever been. Yeah. I've never been to Utah. Uh, where we're going to be at, we're going to be uh, right there close to where the Skin, Skinwalker Ranch is. We're going to be uh, pretty close to Mount Zion uh, National Park. As a matter of fact, coming back home, I'll actually drive through uh, Zion National, National Park. Zion so, is beautiful, yeah. That's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. Um yeah, I mean, finding the silver linings is incredibly important, you know, and that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, I think I'm in a pretty good headspace right now, you know, considering, uh, you know, like I said, it's more just trying to shift gears and get into that uh, that go mode, you know. Yeah. Um, even though I don't have to be in go mode until Wednesday because Mother Nature's a bitch. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, how you doing? Well, I've been good. Been a lot better recently. Uh, you know, you know, just like you were, you're, you're working out your medication issues. I'm doing the same. Uh, you know, I started getting on medicine because I was trying to work through anxiety. I was put on something that was an antidepressant, but could be used for anxiety. Uh, and it didn't work as well for me. Uh, did some awful things to me. Uh, gave me thoughts and things that I never really dealt with my entire life. And, you know, I'm working through that. I'm, I'm, you know, detoxing and withdrawing and all those good fun things to do from it about, you know, a few weeks now. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm feeling better and better every day. You know, I'm still taking my anxiety medicines uh, in the morning and then at night. Uh, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, things are coming around. Got a few more shows starting to come around. Those always help me uh, headspace-wise to have that creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and just generally things in general. Like I said, you know, it'll be nice. It'll be good for the, the heart and the soul to... To travel, uh, I know you guys are super excited to hear about Fayetteville still, uh, but to get to travel, you know, this is one of my favorites. This is when I can see some really close friends. This is this is a me show. Like this is one of the, you know, this is one of those shows that I cultivated that, that well, I didn't get because my brother knew somebody. You know, the you know he's the captain of the Captain Sideshow. This is a cake show of the Captain Sideshow. Uh, you know, and these are my people. You know, I get to take Heather with me and uh, show her a different part of the world, and she's going to get five days of not being a mom mm-hmm. uh you know and it'll be good it'll be fun uh be be good just to get away perform uh, you know i'll be busy time i get there till you know till the time we leave just doing things you know promotional things and uh stuff like that you know there's always something going on at these things and it's fun to be a part of and get to be allowed to be a part of and yeah, it, it's it's good, but you know, trials and tribulations lately. Um, had a friend. I got a phone call Monday morning. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, his, his family has asked that they we keep names out of it, uh, even off social media, and just that it even happened. Uh, mostly, I, I mean, I, he his brother doesn't really tell me why, but they've asked. But I, I did lose a, a friend. Uh, well, it was a good kid started off as someone who just came to our shows. Uh, when he was 16, he discovered us in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, man, I tell you, and like I told you, you know, anytime there was a show within two, maybe three hours away from Champaign, he was there. You know, he yeah. was there. He was on it. And always front row. You know, he could quote my lines, Dustin's lines, everybody's lines. You know, uh, if as soon as he saw something in our hands, he knew what we were going to say. You know, I knew this kid for, for a long time, man. He, he died a baby. Um, still a baby, you know, he's only, uh, way too young, but yeah, 
Yeah, and, and that was a rough one. You know, it wasn't one that I took too hard or too head too much, you know, except for his family. You know, I mean, well, yes, he was a very close friend. I didn't let that affect me uh, in my headspace, but I, I did feel sad. You know, I, I had my I had a day of crying and being sad, and, you know, I lost a friend and talked to his brother and his mom a couple times, you know, over the phone, and, you know, they're, they're handling it how you'd expect if someone to lose a, a friend. And he was one of those people that, you know, he'd been dealing with multitude of uh, issues in his life. Um, but the big one that's really kept him around was, uh, was was mental health, you know. And that was he was one of those big factors. And when I got into mental health uh, awareness within the show, using my stage to talk about these things, uh, to to put that out there because he needed to, you know, it, it was one of those things that started off because he needed to hear it. You know, uh, at a show, uh, you know, his brother had talked to me and I said it, and it, it did led to him getting help. He went and saw a doctor, I uh, got on medicine and, <clears throat> you know, and that was one of the things that really scared me with you, Cody. And I told you that, you know, cause he got off his medicine six months ago because he didn't like the way it make him feel in all sorts of ways, you know, being a 20 something year old kid, there are certain things that those pills do to you mm. that, you know, because of toxic masculinity that we've been taught our whole life you know it's like my boner doesn't work right all the time i'm less of a human yeah you know so you know, he'd gotten off of those and because of that and he didn't like feeling he didn't like having his super high up happy manic moments and he didn't like having it you know but as well as he did you know he he he, he told his brother he missed having the down moments as well you know because it was very neutral all the time it's very middle of the road uh you know, well, he got happy, he got happy, but when he got sad, he got sad, but he never got to feel him, He's, you know, and, and as we both understand, and he was chasing his high, you know, he didn't do drugs, he smoked weed, uh, you know, and he drank occasionally, uh, but his high was, was adrenaline, was endorphins, you know, and he just wasn't feeling that on those pills, so that's what he went chasing, and then his way of doing that was getting off, was take, you know, stop taking his medicine. And, you know, those, those brain boys, you know, when you deal with depression, especially from a young, young age like that, you know, when those bullies come back, they come back and they come back hard. And it got him. It got him real bad. And he lost the battle. He lost the battle and took his own life. And unfortunately, I mean, that's the thing that has been happening a lot. Uh, you know, suicide rates in the United States are doing nothing but going up. Um, we are bringing more awareness to mental health, but nobody's doing anything about it still. You know, and that's the unfortunate thing is, you know, schools where you start learning about who you are as a person, where you fit into the world. Uh, schools don't do anything for mental health. No, they don't, they don't check on it. They don't they don't keep track of, of you know, potential problems, anything like that. <coughs> They they just, you know, you show up, you are a busy little bee for eight hours a day, and you go home. And I think that, you know, it starts there. Your 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 issues and stuff start while you're developing, you know. And well, yeah, and especially right here because we're number 48 yeah. in, you know, education and, and even teacher pay. Right. You know, and there's a fucking reason why, you know. Yeah. If we would take care of our teachers who, you know – Fuck, I still got teachers that I'll never forget mm-hmm. because they <clears throat> told me something I need to hear. They gave me a skill that I could use the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Fuck a cop. 
Those motherfuckers, I've never had a cop whose head stuck to my name and stuck to my heart mm. unless they did me dirty. Yeah. I just don't, I'm just not, you know, maybe there's, there's a couple of them out there. I can't say none of them. I, you know, my dare teacher who, you know, took his own life after being in the Murrow building bombing, you know, uh, you know, he was one of the first, he was one of the first people on scene when all that happened and pulled babies out of the rubble. He didn't, that was fifth grade. He was telling us about that a year later. And then by the time I got to my freshman year is when, or, you know, we're not fresh. My seventh grade year was when, you know, our teachers like, you know, we, all of us from that class, whether it was, no matter what high school or whatever we were at, we all got pulled aside. Like, Hey, just so you know, but that's a man's face. I'll never forget, you know, but so to take anything away from a teacher as being anything less. I mean, they, they, they do so many jobs. They're, mm -hmm. they're your kids counselors. They're your kids, uh, you know, voice of reason. Fuck. They're your, your kids savior. Sometimes, you know, they can, they can save a kid from getting in a ton of trouble because the parent doesn't understand the situation, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever it is. Well, and two, I mean, they're, they're not trained and they're not paid enough to, to oh. discuss mental health with these kids. No, and or now they to have to recognize the the red flags and deal with them. Yeah, and now they have to make a decision if they need to, you know, if they should bring a gun to school with them or not. You know, a yeah. weapon to protect not only themselves but the kids around. Like right. they're, you know, they, 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 these teachers. No, we don't need more. We don't need guns at the school. We don't need police at school. We need all sorts of shit. Yeah, you know, it's not just that, but mental health <laughs> being one of them. You there's know, lot, there's lots of issues that build up to this shit. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know going back to suicide and we can say whatever we want about suicide. And, you know, the one thing I want to say is that it, suicide leaves a huge gaping hole, uh, in the lives of the people you love. And it's nothing but questions, questions that you'll never have the answers to. You can't get, um, you can try to discern why this happened or why something happened, but, uh, you'll never really know, and that's the problem. That's yeah. that's that's what hurts more than anything else. Yeah, you'll, but, yeah, you'll never know. I mean, I've, I mean, when you talk about it, the, the, yeah, it's been fifteen plus years since a uh, buddy of mine, Bucky. You know, they found him in a tree uh, down here by by the Thunderbird, and he was one of the ones you never knew. Yeah, you never saw it coming when nobody knew he was fighting any inner battles. And that's but, the thing, like, nobody knew. And one of the things is, you know, unfortunately for a lot of people, the the battles and the weight of the world becomes too much to live with. And, you know, we can say what we want, but for them, that's the way out. And the thing is, though, if somebody knows, and if you talk to somebody and say, hey, I am having these feelings, or I'm worried this is my only way out, you're going to get help. Right. You're going to get the help that you need, as long as you are willing to talk to somebody. And, you know, I know that we beat a dead horse and we say that all the time, but God, it's so fucking important. You have to let somebody know if you're, if you're out there dealing with, with these, these thoughts or, you know, thinking that, Hey, this is my only way out. Call me, shoot me a message, do something, reach out. I will talk with you. Yeah. Chris will talk with you. We'll all talk with you. And because you, you're loved, you know, we say that every single episode and I want to spread that to as many people as we can because, we can't afford to keep losing people, you know. It's 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 getting to the to the point where now it's you know, I don't know. It's becoming a, a very 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 serious issue. Not that it was never a serious issue before, but so many people now across the country are just deciding, hey, I can't live like this anymore. Well, you know, it's not that it's 
just not becoming a serious issue. It's always been a serious issue. You know, we've always dealt with it. It's just with social media and, and hell, the internet itself, it's all more prevalent. You know, like, you know the numbers, you know. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, a friend of mine was telling me within the last couple of years that the high school where their kid was going, mm-hmm. that they would they would tell them, you know, like a like a fucking report. How many kids last year killed themselves? You know, at their age. That's not you know that don't put that on their minds. You know, like sure should, should they be aware so they know that it's a problem? Absolutely, because there's people like my brother who have never had to deal with you know mental health in his life. And I mean, he owns a business. He's you know an amazing dad, and he's never had to you know he never had to deal with all that. So right. you know, kudos to him. But you know, there but so there are people out there like that. But people like that also need to know that. There are those of us who are on the other end of that spectrum, and no, we're not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, uh, and the one I always like to reference is uh, Chester from Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. You know, he wrote an entire album about uh, mental health and and loving yourself and not committing suicide, just to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, he. Uh, he 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 dealt with it, you know. And I remember, I'll never forget a, a an interview that I watched with his wife. You know, it was emotional. You know, and she said that you know nobody knew it was coming. He was he was always a happy, smiley guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always this, this, and this, and he had dealt with it, had been dealing with it. He just he lost the battle. It's sometimes, you know? like I said, it's it's becomes too much to to bear. Um, and I get it. I mean, I've had those thoughts, you know, but I had somebody to talk me down. Yeah. Um, and that's what you need. You got to have somebody that's going to check on you. You got to have somebody that's going to talk you down. Making friends in your adult life is super fucking important, man. Oh, absolutely. Really you know, good. and you know, I, I can tell you probably. But, but let's be honest. While it is very important to have friends in your adult life, it's also not the most important part of your adult life because you're taught your whole life that you're, you are who you surround yourself with you know at least when i was growing up that's how i was made to feel but it's definitely good to have good friends because fuck let me tell you making friends in your you know 30s is not easy like it used to be no it's not easy you know because i mean i'm just most people can't downplay the importance of no no absolutely not downplaying but if i didn't have you to talk to i wouldn't have anybody absolutely i can talk to heather about a lot of stuff but i can't put all of that on her shoulder right and that's why, you know, I dealt with depression yeah. for nine fucking years before I right. ever fucking got help. Well, you, you, yeah, you got to have that communication with, with a friend or, like I said, I've said before, a, a random person on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat that you're just internet friends. You know, like you've got mm-hmm. someone, you you know, having someone you communicate with is important. You know, uh, the one that I know I'm most, you know, I, I had to come to terms with this one recently myself, you know, is is communication fully, you know, because I went through some shit and I was afraid to communicate feelings because the way I was, you know, brought up, you know, you hurt, you know, rub dirt on it, you know, like I was used to, if I'm feeling sad, I got in trouble for it. You know, I've had other partners that have made me feel bad for having emotions, you know, so, you know, remembering that, you know, and when you say, you know, you you are who you surround yourself with, I think I mentioned this on another episode, but my parents did a great job of telling me, you know, Hey, if something's wrong, talk about it. And they always made me feel like I could go to them and talk to them about anything. But it was the friends that I surrounded myself with, especially once I got into college, 
that you know i i was taught by them hey you know we don't talk about this shit you oh know, i got you, you. just bury it down oh yeah and, see that was my parents all day was you know we were, we were the bury it down yeah. family you know it's you know oh this is bothering you well you just don't fucking talk about it especially if it's not something that you know important to us yeah no, I, um, I can remember several times my dad you know pulled me aside and just like we we do you know he pulled me aside and, hey you doing okay Anything yeah all right you want to talk about anything and of course, you know, teenage me was like, "Shit, what did I do? Am I in trouble?" You know, but you know, he was he was just showing, hey, you know, it's okay to talk about this stuff, right? And that's one thing I'm, I'm super fucking grateful to both of them for. Um, but like I said, you know, you are who you surround yourself with. So I get into college, and then all of a sudden, it's like, no, nah, I'm not talking about this shit anymore. And then when I'm not talking about it, now I'm trying to internalize all of these problems that I'm having. And then I do that for nine years and get to a point where it's either I word vomit all over somebody or uh, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Oh, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, that's definitely one of my coping mechanisms. One of my masks, if you will, is, you know, the, the overshare or the, you know, just too much sometimes, you know, that, you know, cause I, I know I wear a mask. I know I mask. Uh, I mean, I've never been diagnosed autistic, but I mean, it's there. Uh, but it, it is, it's, it's, it's good to be able to have people in your life that you can take that mask off in front of, you know, and I, I keep quoting this to you the last couple of days since I found it, I just found a new podcast I really like, uh, real ones with John Bernthal, you know, or some of you may know as uh Punisher from the Netflix show, Frank Castle. Uh, yeah. Or, uh, you know, the one that I know him is fuck him, Shane from the walking dead, you know, like. Great God, he played that character fan fantastic enough to make me hate him he is so a really goddamn much. Good actor. He really is. Yeah. Uh but you know, like I said he did one with uh Pete Davidson that they talked about it. And the, the one thing that really resonated with me about life, you know, and, and part of where I am, you know, he just he was he said, I was sitting there with my girl and my boy and I was just sitting there thinking, like, man, I feel weird. And they're like, Well, what's going on? What's wrong? He nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing's wrong. You know, it's an odd feeling when you've dealt with trauma and you've dealt with uh, abuse, anything like that in your whole life. And then all of a sudden you're in this happy place. All of a sudden you're in this, you know, place where you're actually grateful to be, you know, you, you have your home, you know, and you, you, it, it just, it's like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you you know, that's, that's when your brain starts to play those tricks of, uh, you know, you know, instead of, you know, find what, where's Waldo is, where's the problem? There is no problem, but your brain wants to find one, Right. you know, and it's, it's that logical thinking. That was what you and me talked about. I think last night, you know, just logic thinking, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, cause you talked me off the same ledge that I talked you out of that, that I talked you of. You've done it a hundred times for me, mm-hmm. you know, is she mad at me? No, she just manic and clean. Oh, okay. You know, like that's all it is. That's all it was. And that's all it is, you know? So, but it is. It's a, it's those brain boys, and we just you know we're yeah. not very good at reading the vibe as we've been told, and we need to recognize <laughs> too. I mean, there's going to be days where you know even if you are the happiest person in the world, where you don't feel like being happy. Yeah, you know, there's going to be days where you wake up and you're just like, man, fuck today. You yeah, know? and I have I have those. I had one the other day, and I think Chris and Heather total asked me if I was okay probably about ninety seven thousand times. And it's like, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's good. I'm just kind of not feeling today. 
you know, and that that happens, unfortunately. I mean, you know, we can't be. But see, that's just it. I want. I mean, if if I'm going to sit there and think because I've seen that face on myself when you're asking me ninety seven thousand times if yeah. I'm doing okay, you know, like no, of course there's deeper things going on. So I want to know, like, dude, are you okay? Because you keep telling me you're fine, but. Yeah. This kafaka-ass shit that you're pulling right now is not going to fucking work. Well, and you brought up a good point right there. I mean, if you're going to have somebody that you can talk to, you got to be honest with them, right? Right. Honesty between friends is incredibly important. Yeah. And, you know, I would say probably about 95% of the time with with Chris, I'm 100% honest. About 95% of the time. There's some times where I'm like, man... I'm feeling this, but I don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah. And then, but that's just, that's, that's all I need though. If you, it, you know, cause you'll come to me, you know, I tell everybody, you know, it's when you're ready to talk, you'll talk sometimes. But if I feel like it's a problem, like you not, I know you're not going to talk to me, whether, you know, it's not just you, but anybody in my life, I, fuck it, let's talk right fucking now what's going yeah. on. Or if you know the, the reason why I know you're something's wrong is cause you said something that makes me feel like I need to be near you now. Mm-hmm. I need you to keep talking to me. I need the responses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause uh that's that's what it is and <clears throat> you know so just you know and, and i and i need to get better at that too just be like dude i'm just not having a day like i am faking the smile when i have to smile but i am not in a bad you know i tell you like i'm in a good headspace this is what's bothering me I, but i'm in a fantastic you know i feel yeah. great but this is this is this is what if you want to know what's what's on my mind this is what's on my mind but i'm feeling good you know and, and i'll tell you that with depression too there is no reason Right. I mean, there's no like this is what's bothering me. It's yeah. Like, hey, I'm fucked off today. You know? Yeah. And I don't know why. And I've got I've got plenty of those. Yeah. I yeah, and two days ago or something like that. Yeah, and and it's overwhelmingly important that you know those things are communicated and those things are talked about. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like I, you know, there there are two different types of humans. There there are people. Uh, you know, like you and me, who we need to talk about it. Yeah. We need you to tell us. We need you to be mad at us. We need you to, you know, just cry. You know, whoever you are, whether you're, whether it's uh, Heather or uh, your, you know, another friend or someone you work with. You know, fucking talk to me. Let me know what's going yeah. on. You know, but there, you know, but, but there are times when you have to be that other person, the person who says, "Okay, I'm, I'm." I'm an empathetic human, and I understand this. Yeah. So instead of being empathetic, I'm going to turn it on the apathetic side of me, and I'm going to completely make myself, you know, farce because I, which I should be more often than not, because I'm so empathetic that I take on those things. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like it's not a joke. Like when we joke about me crying when I watch, you know, when we're watching TV, fuck it happens all the time because I put myself in those, those people's mm-hmm. position. I feel it, you know, <laughs> and. So sometimes I should be more apathetic to that situation, you know, and, and, and I should. But there are those people that when that happens, that's their getaway. And you have to understand that. Yeah. You know, nobody is like we told the boy the other night, you know, nobody has to talk to you, but you mm-hmm. may want them to, you know, but and that's something that even shit. Hell, I know I need to work on sometimes, you know, I, I like I want to talk to you. No, I don't want to talk right now. No, we're going to fucking talk right now. You know, yeah. that, that's no, it is, you know, so it, it's something that that. Everybody can take and grow on, you yeah. know, is, is how they handle that. And it's not just about how you do it or anything else. It's, it's hell, you know, you, you know, if you want to put it in our point of view, you know, being what we are, this, you know, flying V, this situation, the, uh, every, the, the, the poly relationship, you know, 
you really have to depend on everybody in that relationship mm-hmm. to help you out. You know, you, you have to be able to help somebody who's having a bad day have a good day, whether it's just, you know, a kiss on the cheek randomly or, you know, something silly, you know, yeah. or, you know, but, but we, and you know, we have that with Heather, you know, she gives us that, you know, it's like, I was being sappy yesterday. Cause you know, I, I've been doing this performing shit for 14 years. Only people I've ever had make shit for me has been, you know, like some goofy kid who draw, you know, draws me a, a silly cartoon of me, you know, or someone I've had to fucking pay to make a new design mm. or a new logo, you know, but she was back there just, I mean, yesterday, well, there was a whole day of it, you mm. know, and never had anybody do something like that for me. And, you know, I'm like, holy fuck, you know, and it just, it felt good. It felt amazing to know, you know, that that's there. And, you know, those are the, you got to find, like we always say, the silver linings. You know, if you don't find a silver lining, you'll never, you never will. You'll always look at the wrong side of it. And everything's negative, you know, and that's where the brain bullies come and that's where unaliving yourself happens. And yeah, you got to, got to find the silver linings. And I don't know, I think that another big problem too is that a lot of people, like me, I'm I'm just gonna be personal with this one. Okay. You know, I've I've always been the person that gives people advice, the person that people come to with problems, right? Right. Like you come to me and say, "Man, I'm having a really hard time with this, or I'm having a bad time with this," and I'll give advice and I'll say, "Hey, you know, this is how I would handle it. Uh, you know, just remember, this is you know, yeah. brain bullies aren't true, things like that." But up until what eight months ago now, I haven't had anybody that I could tell you know, hey. Now that, you know, now that we've kind of addressed your bad day, here's the bad day that I'm having. And been able to actually talk to somebody and then give me advice. And so I think the thing is, you know, if you have somebody that you talk to regularly that gives you that advice, that helps you out of those holes, do the same for them. You know, and Chris does a fantastic job of that with me. And I think that's part of the reason why we get along so well. Well, yeah, and you we, do the same thing for me, yeah. And, you know, but but help each other out you know you can't just throw everything on one person and when it comes their time to throw something back at you just ignore them and that that's that's selfish you know and that's that's doing nothing but hurting that person and that's speaking from experience i mean i I would let shit pile on top of me Mm -hmm. and pile on top of me and i'd be helping this person and helping this person and coaching this person with you know all the kind words i can and and helping this person out of a jam but i never had anybody do that for me well yeah you know but also with as long as you've been because you've been doing oil fill for how long now shit total probably 15 years okay so you know and then i drove (coughs) trucks for 12 Mm. you know both of those careers are very solitude you know, careers as to where, you know, when you go out, when you go out to a hitch, you don't have anybody to talk to mm-hmm. back then, you know, when you first got started at it, you didn't, you couldn't send a random text from the pad. Yeah. You had to wait till the end of the day. And if, you know, maybe you had, maybe you had signal, you could flip open your razor and call somebody, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, now with the hotspots and everything else, you can at least make something happen, you know, occasionally or drive into town if you have to send a quick text, but you know, but we do, we come from where you just, you know, the, my, my therapist, when I started driving trucks was my fucking serious XM radio, man. I put that bitch on fucking turn that mm-hmm. thing up, you know, as loud as I could go through all 800 channels. So I found one channel that just made me fucking want to sing my goddamn lungs out. And that was my therapy. Like that is my therapy now. Most of the time, other than my two therapists, yeah. you know, uh, 
but you turn on a song and you fucking just blast it out, you know, and you do it till you're, 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 you've got no voice left. You do it till you're sweating, till you're crying, till you've, you know, put a little dent in your steering wheel because you're punching it, just and feeling that, it. That helps. But it's not talking to somebody. No, it's, it's not, not talking to the someone. Problem. It's no. not getting the things off your shoulders that are weighing you down. And that's you know that's the point I want to make is that if you've got somebody that does that for you, do it for them. Right. Be be that person for them. Absolutely. Um, you can watch YouTube videos on how to handle certain situations and real easily just be the voice of reason for somebody. It's super fucking easy. Um, and I encourage everybody, it, you know, I know most people have got someone that they can talk to like that, but ask yourself, how often am I doing this for that person? You yep. know what I mean? <clears throat> Try to be a little empathetic. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned the, the Sirius XM, you know, podcasts are another great way oh, to 100%, yeah. listen to things, relate to them and be like, hey, maybe this isn't so bad. Yeah. So, you know, I want to plug again the uh, Shadow Mark podcast that my buddy TJ runs. Um, they're a great source for mental health help. Uh, help. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put the link to their podcast in the episode description for right. this episode. Um, go give them a listen. You know, if you're, if you're having troubles, if you're fighting some battles that you don't know if you can win, go give them those guys a listen. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee you they will cover at least partially what you're going through. And 100%. they will help you Yeah. Those guys are great. Yeah. They're fantastic. So go give them a listen. Um, you know, we don't normally cover mental health stuff on here, but I feel like it's really good when we do. No, uh, I, I think I think it is. Every now and then, you know, we have definitely gotten away from a lot of that stuff because, you know, we want, you know, we're just being more of who we were mm-hmm. uh, instead of just what we wanted it to be, you know, uh, which which, which I, I think have given us some great shows. You know, you know, we've had to deal with the ups and downs of it, you know, it, you know, some weeks we may have two or three listeners, and some weeks we may have, you know, 200 or 400 listeners, you know, like, badass. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll take it, but, you know, and, and you know, especially as, as an artist, you know, uh, that's something that we do take to heart. We do feel that, Yeah. you know, and when it is uh, stripped away, if you will, uh, yeah. Yeah. Looking at numbers, our our episodes about mental health are some of the least engaged episodes that we have. Right. But it's still so important that we fucking do them. And I know, like, for me, I look at those numbers and I'm like, okay, well, we don't need to do those. But thinking about the message that we're putting out there where, hey, you have to talk to somebody. You have to get the help that you need. That message is too important not to share every now and then. Yeah. Because, you know? I mean, th- this... I mean, no, I get it. I know we like, especially when Heather's on here. I mean, that's that's one of our favorites. You know, we don't, you know, we, but every now and then you have to have these serious talks where you sit down and you, you get some shit off your chest and you talk about it. And these are topics that we are very, very, very passionate about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we could talk about video games. We could talk about boobs. We could talk about butts and you know, coming, yeah, jerking off. We can talk about all yeah, that. We, you know? we will talk about all those. But every now and then, we've got to take a break. and We've got to focus on, hey, um, you know, here's here's what we go through. We want to share this with you because we know that other people out there are going right. through it too. Hell, even Howard Stern would take a break from everything that he does to do something, you know, heartfelt or, mm-hmm. you know, something occasionally. You know, it's something that needs to happen. Uh, but it really is. It's just 
I think that, that, that we're going to, we have to do this. You know, if you guys yeah. have any other topics you need us to talk about besides mental health, you know, if you want more lifestyle stuff, we can talk more lifestyle, you know, as far as like the serious conversations, because we have to have them every now and then you yeah. have to have that. Uh, we like being the, the funny guys, but also too, we need to, we need to get, get serious every now and then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, cause I mean, fuck, I, I've never have. Uh, Will Ferrell was never one of my favorite actors. Never really cared for his movies. There's some that I like, you know. Uh, Talladega Nights, that's a classic, you know, uh, stuff like that. But, man, when, when it comes to his movies, Stranger Than Fiction, it's my absolute favorite Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. You know, it's a serious movie where, you know, he he puts a little more heart and soul into it. I thought it was a great movie yeah. compared to you know the rest of them, which are just silly slapstick bullshit that you know is just the same fucking Will Ferrell character with with a different name and different you know what I mean like yeah. he's a great don't get me wrong he's a great character actor yeah but it's just not my humor a lot of the times I like Will Ferrell uh, yeah <laughs> I mean I love like Adam Sandler but Adam Sandler also plays the same person in almost every movie that he plays every single movie uh, you know I mean I love those guys but. Will Ferrell is just not one of those people that get me super excited. Was that a boner joke? This is a serious episode. I'm gonna need you. To I wasn't making boner a boner joke. I was, gonna, I was, gonna, I was gonna see if I stopped talking and I could figure out what you're doing over no, there. You made a boner joke. I didn't make a boner joke. You made a boner joke. Oh man, so there's not people who get me excited. I don't know. That, I mean, sure, get I guess you excited. Boner. Yeah. Boners come from excitement. Well, I mean, I guess, but not everything that gets you excited is a boner. I don't know what you're smoking, but it gets you very literal. Uh, well, <laughs> it's called weed. Yeah. Plus, it really just drives you nuts when I do it. So that's mostly the reason why I do it. Yeah. Because if I was goofy all the time, it's no fun. So, so sometimes you got to be serious. And when you try to be silly, I got to be like, eh, but is it really? You did that on last week's episode, too. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to make a cheap joke. <laughs> And it's just, just, but no, that's my favorite part is just, just to completely dissect right it right out of my fucking sails <laughs> falls flat on its fucking face and i'm over here like why what what are we doing oh shit all right so <laughs> everything has got to be silly and this has been a heavy episode no yeah we'll keep, we're we're keeping it that way how much time we got we're, we're, how we're about, at 37 minutes right yeah, now. we got plenty of time we'll just but all of course you know all the reach out to me reach out to cody he'll reach out to heather you know uh somebody and, and talk you know reach out to a friend that you don't normally talk to and uh all that stuff you know mm-hmm. just do it you've got to communicate you've got to do those things yeah. uh it'll save your life no absolutely it really will uh but but yeah, I mean, so I mean, of course, you know, in the, the the episode description, you know, we'll have, you know, we'll put all the uh, suicide prevention hotline, all that stuff in there. Of course, like I said, reach out to us, reach out to a friend, talk, communicate. Th- those are the important things. You can't hide everything inside forever. But uh, on top of that, is it important to be in that dark space even for a day, maybe two, hell, even for a week? Sometimes that is extremely important. You know, you have to be there. You have to communicate that you're there. You know, if, if it gets bad, but sometimes you just need to dwell. You just need to feel emotions. You well, know some, what I mean? Something I want to relate to these to, to our listeners is um, a lot of people are probably like I used to be, uh, people pleasers. Um, I used to be the world's worst, and I didn't want to communicate my problems because I didn't want to put that on anybody else. 
You know what I mean? I wanted everybody to be happy, everybody to be, you know, go lucky all the time. And I didn't want to communicate that shit. But the thing I want you to think about is if you were to unalive yourself, what would that do to those people that you don't want to inconvenience? You know what I mean? People pleasing is not normally a good thing, but if you are a people pleaser, I want you to think about what that would do to those people. And the answer is it's going to leave them questioning every day for the rest of their lives why this happened. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, know you, yeah. can, you can leave a note. You can you can do whatever you want to, but it's still going to be why didn't he or she come talk to me? Right. Why, why didn't they say something? Yeah, because, I mean, you, you, you really have to kind of step back for a second and really think that, like, okay, this is what I'm seeing, but what's really happening? Yeah. You know, I always refer that back to uh, How I Met Your Mother. They In one episode, they talk about the, the glass-breaking moment where you don't see something about somebody that you're dating, but all your friends see this really annoying thing that they do. Mm. And, and y'all talk about it, and then finally when you see it, the glass breaks are not this amazing human that you know that you thought that you were dating. They are just this normal person, mm-hmm. you know, that has this annoying thing that they won't do that drives you nuts. And you know, finding those moments of you know communication, of talking, of whatever—that's that glass breaking moment when you get to learn how to get that off your chest, to learn that you know what you're seeing, what you're feeling, isn't what's really happening. Mm-hmm. Seeing it from a different perspective, you know. Uh, so, you know, personally, like, there's been times where I'll text Cody. I'm like, man, I don't know. I done pissed her off. I don't know what she's doing. She's, I, I can't talk to her. She won't talk to me. She's just upset at me, you know. And, you know, and, but looking back at it, usually all those times when she's gotten super busy cleaning or, you know, and it's just a change for what normally is happening or, yeah. you know, and she's just cleaning. That's all she's doing. She's just. Well, how many times, you know, did I tell you that, you know, what you are thinking is not real? Right, exactly. And that, that's a big thing is you've got to have somebody to check you and say, hey, what you're thinking and what you're saying, that's not reality. That's not really fucking happening. And you know it's not. Right. Got, I mean, hell, I gotta, just gave you the exact that exact advice, what, two days ago? Yeah. You know, you're, you're you know, we, you know, we were doing something and you thought that something was going on. We, I don't know, dude. We're good. Everybody's good. Mm-hmm. But it was just, you know, like I said, you were just, you were a little in your head, and it was one of those days that where you just need to be. Well, and I'm also coming back on medication, and it, right, it's kind of, kind of fucking things up a little bit, you know. Yeah, no, it, and it, but it, I know it's, it's just, just like when you first got on it, yeah, you know, it's just you're gonna, yeah, and you're gonna have those days where you're two days. I mean, because I mean, you're you're over a month out, so I mean, mm-hmm. for the most part, low doses you're on, boom, it's out of your system. Yeah, but I mean, after about a month, and then especially since you do work out, and you you know you get a lot of that in there, uh, you know, your body like filtering yeah but um and now my body's going hey what the fuck are you doing i thought we weren't taking this anymore right so yeah but but yeah it's just like when i first like i'll never forget when i started taking lex pro i thought the whole world was fixed two days in Mm -hmm. you know i was running around like a fucking wild man thinking that like oh the world is better you know this this and this and and, and it was really just more it it was at a placebo you know Mm -hmm. like you really that shit's got to build up in your system, that, you know, and mm-hmm. and you can tell the difference just from you taking it. But it's just like, I mean, yesterday, you went to, you, you were tired. I, that, that's when you first start taking it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like for me, you know, it, it was a stimulant after a week or so. I remember, fuck, that first week of taking it, it was rough trying to stay awake. Yeah. Uh, hell, Heather, she's complete opposite with it. When she takes her Lexapro, she's out, she takes it at bedtime, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
but you know it's just like a lot of those things with with everything and you know one thing that you and me remind each other of you know constantly uh when we talk and you guys you gotta remember this you know you're not a you're not your job b you know you're not the car that you drive you know you're not the people you keep running and you're sure as fuck not your dick you're not you're not any of that stuff you're those things are you you are not them mm-hmm. you know it's <clears throat> you know if i mean when i first started taking antidepressants and everything you know uh, an anxiety medicine years ago is what it was for me it was anxiety medicine i got i was i didn't have any problem getting hard but it, but i couldn't could not come yeah. It was an act of, you know, sky daddy well, to do it. And I, I want to reiterate again. I mean, the reason that I decided to stop taking that medication had zero to do with that. Right. Um, for me, it was, you know, like you were mentioning earlier, is the, the brights weren't as bright. The darks weren't as dark. Right. Um, and I didn't, I didn't like that middle of the road feeling. But now that I've lived through uh, coming off of it, I realize that that middle of the road is a lot better than the alternative. Absolutely. Because the darks are incredibly fucking dark. Hell yeah, um, they are. And, but it had zero to do with anything boner-related. Um, I know right. that Heather's been extremely worried about that. I know you've been worried about it. And it didn't have anything to do with that. There's medicine that I can take that'll make that go away. And I don't I don't care enough about that. Well, like I said, if, you, if you're if you sad about it, when, <laughs> when, you know, when, when a pill you're taking in your early 30s stops letting it work, wait till you get in your late 30s. Not that I know, because I'm still 29. Um, <laughs> but... You know, you get a little bit older, you know, it, shit, you don't, you know, I was telling her the other day, I said, uh, if she'd have even blew it by my ear, whispering something in my ear, boy, it was rock fucking hard. Mm-hmm. You know, the other day she was just grabbing at it and it, it, it takes a second, you know, mm-hmm. it gets hard, but it, it, it's not quick anymore. You yeah. know, you got to work on it a little bit more. It's, it's a little bit better for public events because, you know, it's, you don't look it over at a button immediately get rock hard and have to look at like, I gotta sit down, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but no, I mean, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Everybody has a reason for getting off of them. You know, that was yours. You know, mine was it was putting me in a dark place I couldn't get out of. You know, I would take it. You know, really dawned on me over spring break when I took it. You know, when we were sleeping later because kids were in school, you were home, and kids were just letting us sleep. We were just fucking out in bed. You know, you and me'd get up around ten to go to the gym. I'd take my medicine and feel amazing. Half hour, hour after taking my medicine, I was spiraled fucking a what is going on with me i was just all over the place and that's when it really dawned on me like fuck i I am this is okay so i stopped taking it you know uh and i talked to my therapist about it and i talked to my counselor about it and i talked to my prescriber about it and they all agreed you know it was a few days after I had stopped where they all got to ask, and they're like, well, we'd rather you start to just come off of it. How many days you been off? Three or four? Okay, well, you're just, you're a cold turkey, you know, so I had to go cold turkey, you know, and I, I you know, I'm ha- I have withdrawals. I was on a high dose, uh, yeah. but it's been better, just like with you getting back on, it's going to get you better, uh, even if you have to find something besides Lexapro, you know. And that'll it, probably be like the next next month's visit. I'll talk with him about that. But, I mean, I talked with my psychiatrist about stopping it, and I told him my reasoning and, you know, my reasons for wanting to stop. And he was like, okay, that sounds good. He said, but, because I told him I still had like 10 pills left. Yeah. He said, if you start feeling that way again, you start noticing things start taking it again and schedule another appointment and we'll get you a refill. Right. So, I mean, and that was one of those things where I had to be aware of what was going on and I didn't believe it until I saw it for myself. You know, Chris and Heather both mentioned 
hey, we're noticing these things. Are you sure you don't need to take this? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's good. And then one day, you know, something something happened with work, and uh, I it ruined my the entire first half of my day. It was just fucking shot. And I was in a bad mood. I was fucking just, just you know, ready to be done yeah. with it all. And that's when I was like, okay, had I been on Lexapro, this would not have happened. Right. You know, had I been on Lexapro, I would be fine. Everything would be gravy right now instead of me just, you know, pissed off at the world. Yeah. I would be like, okay, well, that sucks. Moving on. You yeah. Know? And that's what, that's what made me make the decision to start taking it again. So, I mean... Talk with your doctor. Be honest with your doctor. Um, you know, if you need to be on the medication like I do, then fucking take it. If you don't need to be on the med- medication like Chris, then be honest with them about that as well. Be like, hey, this is not working for me. This is creating these feelings. This is doing this to me. Um, I think I want to either try something else or stop taking this medication. Yeah. And um, all you got to do is be honest with your doctor. They're there to help you. You know what I mean? Well, you know, like I said, that's why when I talk to my provider – about that, you know, it's like, well, I just give me something new, you know, and she was the one who said, you know, and I'm on the phone with her and uh, my care counselor who you know, he goes, well, do you didn't even get on here for depression? Why do you need an antidepressant? Mm. Fuck, I don't know. You guys put me on it, you know. <laughs> you prescribed it to me. Uh, and, so like, all right, and they're both like, all right, well, we're just going to stay off of that. We'll check in in 30 days, see how you're feeling. If you're feeling better, you know, we'll stick with it. Then we'll mm. check in, you know I mean? I get daily check. I've been getting daily check-ins, see how things are going and this and this and this. And, you know, it's, it's been, you know, I've been feeling better. I've been uh, more aware of things. I, you know, I, shit, I sleep better. Uh, but, you know, it is. It's, it's relearning things. I mean, my brain was thinking one way for months, you mm. know. Uh, fuck. And so trying to let it go back, you know, relearn it. Fuck, what was it like? You know, that's what that's what it is. So, guys, when when we say we've been through it, fuck, we've been through it. You know, uh, <laughs> you know when when I say I've taken the keys to my safe where I keep my uh, freedom seed spreaders, my you know, I and giving them to to Heather and said, hey, this is what's in my head. I need you to hide these keys from me. You know, and that was a I. That was a necessary thing. It had to be done. Did I feel like I was going to do anything to myself? No. I've been affected by it too much. I've got too many in-memorial tattoos of my friends who've done it, and I don't want to be someone else's tattoo. You know? Uh, but when those, those feelings are there, you've got to communicate. you got to communicate with your friends, your family. Uh, fuck, I even took it on a limb, and I, I texted my mom. You know? And first thing she did was the reason I'm afraid to really... You know, tell me, she's like, well, then maybe I should just keep your kid. No, bitch, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not playing that game. Uh, but, you know, but communicate. you got to communicate. You're, you're going to get the response either you want or you don't. You, you take what you get. Mm. You don't throw a fit, just like we tell chi- the children's. The chitlins. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's one of those. Well, you can't. I mean, you're going to have bad experiences. Even with communicating what you're feeling, you're going to have bad experiences where you learn, hey, maybe I can't talk to this person about right. this. Right. You cannot let that deter you. Oh, exactly. From Absolutely. Actually doing it. Right. You know what needs to be done. You know, us saying it, this is not new to anybody. I guarantee you. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. This is not news, but it's just reiterating, hey, you know what needs to be done. You know that you have to talk. You know that you have to get this stuff out there. Yeah. And 
having one bad experience, having several bad experiences, all that's doing is letting you know this is not an avenue I can pursue with this person, right? I need to go talk to somebody else. Yeah. I need to get a therapist. I need to talk with a psychiatrist. I need to do this. Um, But don't let those bad experiences keep you from doing what you need to do. Yeah. You know, absolutely. You know, and... You know, don't don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to, you know, not only whisper about it, but yell about it. You know, mm-hmm. start out with a whisper. You know, if you if you need to, reach out to somebody you know who won't judge you about it. <clears throat> you know, and then and don't be embarrassed either. Yeah, every I'm, single person on the planet is going through some shit. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I was in, we're in some weird fucking times right now. Yeah, you know? I mean, everybody. Yeah, you know, and like I said, you know, I mean, fuck, even the fact just saying what that I. I was afraid enough of the thoughts in my head that I had to give up the keys to my guns mm. to, you know, and how, just to tell Heather, I was terrified yeah. to not, to not know how she would react. But, you know, she's, she's amazing. She's, she's everything, you know, she's not everything, but you know, like she, she's perfect. She's pretty you cool. Know? Uh, but you gotta, you, you gotta be able to communicate those things. So me stepping out saying that, you know, that was a big a big one for me. Not a lot of mm-hmm. people knew about all those things going on. I hid that one from a lot of people, you know, and especially people around here. Uh, just because I was scared. Yeah. I didn't understand it. You know, I didn't want to, you know, I, I've been searching for a job for a few months now. I mean, you have had no luck with that. You know, sideshow stuff's been, you know, it slowed down compared to what it was pre-pandemic still. And, you know, it's just trying to find stuff to do, trying to find you know, uh, that new happy, or get to that point where you're like, fuck, that's what's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just, it's it's a good feeling, but it is scary. So guys, we get it. Reach out, talk. You know, it, it's okay to, to communicate with us. We will absolutely be there. My DMs are open for you to do anything besides send me, like, dick pics. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. But but no seriously guys I'm always here to talk you know I, I've always have been for all my friends and um, people I don't know that's my absolute superpower always has been is that I am a horribly empathetic person so when I meet people people will just spill their entire you know uh, life story to me you know and I, cool you know but again you know being an empathetic person you you feel it. You know, my empathetic homies out there will understand, you know, that's how it is, you know. And, you know, especially the closer you are to somebody, when something happens to them, that's my motherfucker. Don't you fucking do that to hurt mm-hmm. them, you know. Uh, well, we made that pretty evident. In that, right, exactly. That's what I was referring to, you know. They're there with Christy, you know. These are my people, you know. Uh, so have your people, mm-hmm. guys. Have your people, you know. In one way, one walk of life or another, everybody has people. Find your people. If you can't find your people, we'll be your people. Fuck yeah. Just say hi. Like, we're not going to do anything you know, to hurt you. We're we here for you. Unless you want us to. And if we do, just let us know. If it's too hard, pineapple is the word. Yeah, sometimes bird is the word. But Mine, Mine's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I like anti-establishmentarianism. It's the longest yeah, word. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, we're getting pretty close to the end. We got to go get the kiddos from their chess club. So, um, I want to leave you with, uh, you know, like we've mentioned a hundred times before, talk to somebody, talk to us, talk to anybody, get the shit off your chest, get the weight of the world off of your shoulders and you can get through this. 
I promise you, you can get through this. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, find it, whatever you find it, whether it's religion or whatever you can find, the love and the, the happy you need, find it. You know, it's there. Something is there, but you will never be happy until you're happy with yourself. Remember that. Yep. Love yourselves because we love you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.